All right. Uh, so, with the first guest, Sam Ingram, yeah. um, former First Squad employee. Topic for another time. Um, but yes, uh, sir. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, we got Sam Ingram on today. Um, first podcast guest. Um, now we're gonna start it with. Uh, so Noah's actually got something important he wants to talk about um tonight. Uh it's <laughs> I saw a video about it today. It's a little bit weird. It's a it's a humdinger, that's for sure. It's a it's a it's a humdinger. Um so anyways, I guess I'll go ahead and get started. So I obviously hopefully we won't have any difficulties on this one. Last right. episode, it just shut down in the middle of the podcast. So we had to like restart it. And I'm hoping I can put them back together. Um, we're filming this like right 10 minutes after that podcast because we had to film two in a night. But I'm sorry. Go, Noah. All right. So, um, so uh, I got I got a text from someone today that asked if I was in the Auburn game on this past Saturday. Um, and they were like, and I was, and I just said yes because I didn't know what they're saying. And they said, "Did you hear the chant about Biden?" And I was like, uh, "No." So I googled it. I just googled chant about Biden at football games, and so they have word. They're chanting words that I am not going to say on YouTube. <laughs> they were saying the. Um, gosh, I can't remember what they're saying. Don't, don't say it, but I mean, I, I, I can, <laughs> but um, they were saying some pretty okay. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say first letter. I'm gonna say the first letter. Okay, I'm gonna say the first letter. They were saying yeah. Biden, like over and over and over and over and over, yeah. like loud, yeah, at the football yeah. game. They, they, like loud they were chanting it and i did figure out i think that it was the um i think that it was at the beginning of the game and not at halftime i could have been wrong i thought i would have heard it at the beginning of the game but the band might have been playing over it and i wasn't in that section so i could have not oh, heard by it the way they um, weren't because just the doing band but they weren't just doing it could have been at halftime i'm not sure i couldn't tell from the video they weren't oh yeah they weren't just doing it at auburn they've done it at um hold on there was a, a on, there was a post on everywhere. Um, yeah, I I've heard it in Missouri a little bit too. Okay, but I'm also from backwoods, right. so people's look at Biden's not the brightest. Yeah. Oh, believe me, mine's not the brightest. Well, to say this, I'm gonna. Well, but see. So I just so I dislike Biden. I I know I might get just a little bit of hate for this for all you Biden lovers out there, but I dislike Biden, but I don't dislike him enough to disrespect him like that. I that's taking it way too far in my yeah. opinion. Like, do you know how the whole idea when Trump was in office, like everybody was like, he's the president now, get over right. it. Well, that's kind of the same thing with Biden. You know, if we're going to say that to people about Trump, we got to say the same thing about Biden. So I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah, it makes sense. But I mean, I don't I don't like it. Okay, I don't like it. 
I disagree with it, but I have to live with it. I have to live with that decision now that he is president. Yeah. So I will say though, like the I can kind of understand it. So like I mean, think about it. it I've had friends. My dad's had friends, brothers, uncles, family pass away fighting the war. And now we're pulling now, like literally all, and not only that, now, but now innocent civilians are going to die all because Biden decided, you know, he wanted to pull everybody out. And, and something I, I want to make Which a point about. I don't last, think is okay. So i last um, topic, uh, last podcast we had talked about, or I had brought up the fact that we have these Christians, and I say that in quotes, these Christians, you know, they may be believers in Christ, but they, people, I'm sorry to, and I'm, I'm not sorry, actually, I'm not sorry to tell you this, but people who consider themselves Christian and they voted and they voted for Biden and, and, you know, some of them may agree with some of the things that someone may agree with some, some of them may agree with some of the things they don't, what he says, and then some of them may not. I'm sorry, but I just don't, I just can't say that you're a Christian. And because the fact that number one, you voted for him. Number two, you, you don't have to like Donald Trump, but what's important to note is the fact that yes, you may not like his personality, but you voted, you picked the man who is killing innocent children over a man who's making mean tweets. I'm sorry. But I, I just don't see that, that I can't say that you're a Christian and someone who is in God. That's a true statement. I never thought of it that way. That's a very accurate statement. I yeah. never thought of it that way, to be honest. See, that's what I mean. Like, I I respect that people have their own opinions and, you know, mm. I'm not Damn. ever going right. to try and change somebody's opinion. But, like, do realize, I mean, you're killing innocent women, men, children, like, by putting Biden in the Sam, I, I just I was thinking about that earlier while I was getting my water and whatnot. I thought, yes, everybody is entitled to their own opinion. I'm entitled to my opinion. You're entitled to your opinion. But it it's not an opinion. Okay, it is an opinion related thing. But the election we had in 2020 was not in a fight against one's opinion compared to another's opinion. It was a fight against good and evil. And unfortunately, so many yeah. people voted for Biden. And it's sad to see that yeah. people who call it's, themselves yeah. Christians think that Biden was the better choice over Trump. And what makes no sense to me is well, in you, here, you think somebody who makes mean tweets is uh the is the worst is the worst person. It, it, I can't. I can't say that you're a Christian. I just can't see that. You vote for somebody who's just standing up against evil after evil after evil, uh, pulling folk, pulling the Afghan, pulling the military out of Afghanistan, causing, uh, make, making your own American people pay to get out of the country that is being taken over by Taliban. That is, first off, that's just evil on its own. And then you got the abortion laws or letting abortion become uh, uh, okay. Th- that's just not right. Yeah. Not right. Yeah. I, I 100% agree. 
three. Yeah. So that leads me to another point that I just remembered actually. Um, so one of the one of my friend's families, they have like six kids and one of them went to college, went to Liberty University up in Virginia. I'm not gonna name any names, but anyways, he, their family were, were Christians. Their family is, their family is still Christian, um, non-denominational church, but he went off to college and something happened, something happened in college. And he went back and made a Facebook post saying during the 2020 election saying vote for Biden. And when somebody else made a comment, a very good friend of the family made a comment about saying, why did you pick, why are you saying this or whatever? He said, he replied to him that Biden was the lesser of the two evils. He said, I don't like both of them, but I think, I don't like either of them, but I think Biden's the lesser of the two evils. And that is yeah. so and I was like, annoying. I was like, how, I was like, how do you think that? based on what Trump did while he was in office and based on how Biden, what Biden did when he was vice president and what Biden did now, like and what would, he's done now. Yeah. I, make a good point. I don't know how. Noah, and just about this podcast in general, Trump says some stupid stuff. I mean, I'm going to be honest with you. Trump says some stupid stuff. But believe me. His yeah, moral, they're, they're his both policies, not good. His morals, yeah. his policies. Look, hey, his, okay, this is this is this is what my dad said. He said the only reason I voted for Trump was because I wanted Pence as vice president. So, and yeah. Pence would be a, Pence is a Pence is a great guy. Mike Pence is our former vice president. He was he was a pretty guy. But um, I mean, it, it's just but, it it makes no sense to me that you call yourself a Christian, but yet vote for evil, and 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 it it goes all back to the fact that people are worried about getting their feelings hurt. People, oh well, he's on he's on yeah. Twitter. Here he goes again on Twitter making mean tweets. Well, by golly, I'd rather have somebody making mean tweets than leaving their freaking people of your own country left in some foreign country that's being taken over by terrorists, and you make them pay to get back in the United States. I mean, it's, then you would ghost. It's it's just simple. It's common terrorists. sense. Right. That's just wrong. Why would you even do that? I mean, like literally. That's and they've already yeah. broken the deal. That that's right there. Why we don't negotiate with them is because they say, "Oh yeah, we'll do that," and then they seconds did, later they already uh, break oh, it. Oh wow, my gosh, people! I I did. I actually did read something the other day um, that said the Taliban was actually going to release some people over there in Afghanistan. And I, so, I would like to make a good point. I'd like to make a point that where where is the we do not negotiate with terrorists? Where is that at? Because I would like to see that again. It I mean, we've we've seen it in the past. It's worked in the past. It's been working for 20 years up until just a couple months ago. Where's that at? Where'd it go? I mean, it, right. it, yeah. It, it's no, it's I don't even know. It's stupid. It's so dumb. It's 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 a difficult it's a di difficult topic that we probably don't need to get that much into. Yeah. 
because people so, are going to have feelings hurt. And... Yeah. We just probably need to end it, you know, right there. But anyways, to sum up, basically what these people are doing at the games saying F Biden and all that stuff, it's wrong. It's immature. All right. So I'm, I'm sure they should have 50% on that. All right. 50%. Yeah. I don't think anybody should be doing that. There's other ways to protest. But at right. the same time, I do think they're proving their right. That I they mean, are true that they are, they are, proving, they are doing their, and they're standing speech. up for what they believe. And us as Christians, we stand up for what we believe. <laughs> so if we're allowed to do that, they should be allowed to stand up for what they. Yeah, believe. you do make a good point, Sam. So I mean, do yeah, I think? True. Do I think the way they're approaching it? Is right. No, I I I think no. it's number one. It's immature. I think it's just a stupid way to look at it. But we we also got we cannot forget the fact that he's letting innocent lies be left over there in some foreign country in the middle of the world. Um, yep. He 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 he's running this country into the ground. Uh, the man can't even walk up the stairs. Uh, I mean it, it it's it's stupid. <laughs> yeah. It's you forget stupidity. stuff. But but like I said, we don't need to we don't need to get to that anymore. Um, yeah, it's like Noah yeah. said, and you know this, sure. and you know this video is this video is this video is probably going to get flagged. But oh, well, it's probably oh, yeah. already done. It's done already. Yeah, yeah this video is Facebook's probably already hacked in on here. You know, <laughs> it's going to take yeah. like three. It's going to take three months for Spotify to approve this. I saw a funny meme the other day. It's like, yeah, Facebook must be uh must be censoring liberals now because I haven't seen any posts about Biden doing a good job. (laughs) Nice. Yeah, there was. Um. So, the main topics we have for this podcast is, um, um. Let me pat him right here. I talked to um, Sam about these earlier today. Uh, I think y'all I think this is going to this is going to get somebody. Oh yeah, heated. I prepared. This is going to get somebody heated. Uh, we got underrated or overrated. Guggen Bates, oh, Zoom, and um, just brands like that. Here we go. <laughs> just let it rip. All right. Well, let's just start off with one. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Let's do one. Yeah. So, so when it comes to Guggenbaits, overrated or underrated? Honestly, I don't think they're underrated. But at the same time, I don't think they're overrated. But that's for the fact that I think there's a hype with it. I mean, famous YouTubers using, creating and using baits. I mean, people are going to buy into that. Does that make them worse or better than the competitors in the market, I I don't use Google Bait, so I couldn't answer that question. No, I've, I've, um, I've used them like two times. I have used Google Baits since they released, um, and I've used them up just until a couple months ago. Then I switched over to Striking, and a lot of people, um, they they're like, "Well, he he switched over to Striking, so um, you know, he he obviously thinks that." Uh, Google and Bates are garbage, which they're not. Um, in, in my opinion, got a lot of fit, got a lot of big fish yeah. on Google Bates. I was happy the entire time I was using Google and Bates. 
But then I thought, well, I got Strike King. Um, they're Strike King. So, you know, maybe maybe I could possibly um, get a sponsorship from them or uh, just try out their brand. And personally, I have used their baits. And um, I think they're, as far as um, the two being better than one another, I think that Strike King is a little better. But the Bandito Bug – in my opinion, the best, the best soft plastic I've ever used. Um, I've caught so many big fish on that, but I will go and say uh, I would like to make something. I'd like to note something important that they are, in my opinion, overrated in some cases. Yeah, I mean, so I mean, my whole fishing kind of idea is, I mean somebody's got a style that works or, you know, a jig or worm that works better than somebody else's. I mean, let that be, but at the same time, like, you know, know, if you're that, no offense to the people, I might piss off by saying this. If you're that 12 year old kid, you're like, Oh, my Guggen bait is better than your strike King or zoom bait. I'm like, all right, well, you're telling me that that's your opinion, but you don't have really, any proof back in your side because uh, i mean and there's and there i see people catching big old 10 pounders on guggen and then i see people catching big 10 pounders on strike king and zoom right. so, i would like to say something I'd like to say something my personal best actually did not come off a of guggen bait it come off a of zoom trick worm 9.9 pounder float worm thanks yeah my PB bass came off of a came off of a um trick worm, wasn't it? Um that was a that was my PB largemouth. Um my PB striper was off of a um fluke, but I can't Are remember what brand it was. Stripers as your PB. Dang. I'm joking. What? I'm joking. <laughs> no, what, no, what do you mean? What's the biggest I mean, that, bass you've ever caught? 20 pounds? Bro, that's close no, to the world no, record. Yeah, it no, was a striper. The biggest, <laughs> my biggest striper was five and a half. That's not bad, so, but yeah. yeah. Um, well, I'm so, trying to remember. My my PB was thick. Uh, I caught it in Alabama. I think it was eight and a half. I think I cut that off a of chatterbait. My biggest, hey, my I, biggest caught, large... I just recently caught a really big one on chatterbait a couple weeks ago. Sam, I don't know if you saw it, but it's like a six and a half pounder on with a striking rage bug on the back yeah, of it. I was using uh open reel. <laughs> but at the same time, I had a buddy catch a 10 pound bass in Alabama. Um using uh literally, I think it was a piece of wood that he had put a hook on. <laughs> and was running Look, across that, top I mean, water. Eat anything. Heck, I got. Heck, I just caught a bass today. As I was reeling it in, as I was reeling my bait in with a bobber and a hook on the end, and it was on the top water. It just yeah. hit the top water. Um, I mean, heck, they'll hit anything. It was up against a weed line too. So. Okay, back yeah. back to the Guggen bait topic. Uh, yeah. I I okay. Now I'm. I used to use them a lot. Um, and I think they're still a, a great plastic. You know, if you want to buy them, great. But I have come to the realization that 
you can't you can't say Guggen. Okay, now you can compare Guggen Bates to one plastic to another and say when you know one out of the two of those is better. But as far as um, and I've used a lot of a lot of creature baits. I've used a lot of creature baits before, and I may say, in my opinion, that out of the creature baits that I've used, the Guggen Bates Bandito Bug is the best one I've used. But that doesn't mean that is it actually the best? Because in order to prove something is actually the best, you must use everything. You know, you go to the um, Walmart down here, you know, you get a tub of chocolate ice cream as Mayfield. You can't tell me that the Mayfield chocolate ice cream is the best. You'd have to try all of the chocolate ice creams in order to tell me that Mayfield is. The yeah. Best. And not only would you have to do that. But you have to get a group of people to try all ice cream yeah. and tell you that one is at least at least over 50 percent tell you that one right. is better than the rest. Yeah. Because in that case, like, I mean, let's say it's like your favorite color. My favorite color is green. I mean, is anybody else's here favorite color green? No, nope. you got blue for me. Blue. Exactly. See, Rip right the there, that, I mean, that's kind of how baits and other, you know, brands work. It's like, yeah, I might really like this brand, but you like that brand, and we both have a good time to catch fish on them. And right. none of us have done better than each right. other. And I, we I like want Zoom to say or, something on, <clears throat> on the uh, Guggen Baits um, revolver. Uh, it's so I'm actually going to go look at a picture of it right now. It's really, really, I've got to credit them on the design for this one. I don't, I, I don't know if you've seen this or not. So, um, but so you got the original, I, I'm pretty sure I have River to see Whopper Plopper, and then you got the Berkeley Chapo. Um, all and for I'm not a big Whopper Plopper, in fact, I don't even think I've caught a fish on a Whopper Plopper, but I've seen this happen many times. Uh, the Whopper Plopper. The, the plot bait, the plot bait part of it is in the back and you got the hooks up front. <clears throat> well, a lot of the times when that plopper is going, it messes up your hookup ratio. Um, and the, those um, fish have to legitimately swallow the plopper to get the hooks and to get, to get hooked. Um, but what I will credit Guggen Bates on for the revolver is putting the plopper up front at the nose of the bait and putting the two hooks in the back. Yeah. Um, and you can go Google it right now. Um, it says you got a rotating fin, this distinct popping noise, center placement draws strikes to the hooks, cause the body to jitter on retrieve. Um, it's got, it's got strong two strong size two um, hooks on it. So I'm assuming those, I've never tried it. I would like to say something about the Guggenbait's Filthy Frog. Um, comparing those to a Spro Frog, my frogs, I like the striking ones and whatnot, but I'm a, I am throw Spro Frogs. It's, as far as frogs go, that's all I throw. The Guggen Frogs, um, as far as a 1 out of 10 goes, I would have to give them a 5 because they don't – they're too hard. And um, for somebody that's never fished a frog, you ain't, you ain't going to know what I'm talking about. But when you go to – put a frog in your hand and go swish it down. Um, Sam, you may have seen this, um, but if that frog's too hard, your hookup ratio goes from here to here. 
And number, it's already hard enough to hook them on a frog to begin with. So if, if you're looking to buy frogs right now and you're going between Spro and Guggenbaits or Strike King, go with the Spro Strike King. Personally. I honestly, I use Zoom frogs and, and never tried those. Um, strike King. Tried those. And so I have, and that's with the soft plastic frogs. I don't oh, use okay. yeah. like the I'll actual top water. Well, I mean, you can run them a top water, but I don't use those reusable frogs. I use, it's kind of like a worm that it's just a frog. Mm-hmm. And man, I have, I use that all the way up to now from when I was young and I caught more fish than I can count on those frogs. So, I mean, that's the thing. I think, I mean, we're fishing technology is being developed every single day as we speak, but like, I mean, somebody saying that their style or brand is better. I mean, okay. Look at it this way. I would like to say something. Can you have a product that's better than another product? Yes, you absolutely can. 100%. But as far as a brand itself being better than another brand, you can't tell me that. Because at the end of the day, each company or each brand makes some kind of good product. You know, I mean. Yeah, and not only that, but like, don't get me wrong. I want. Also believe that you can have a company or brand that is better in some ways, but I think every brand has their ups right. and downs. Like I've worked for some companies that I won't name, and I've been on some sponsorships. So please for don't name me. Companies, companies well, we don't. that I also, though I also won't name, but like their products were equals to equal. But let's say their customer support, one of them wasn't that good. But they gave you good deals or had some special that made their product stick out more than the other competitor's brand. Now, I got so, a company. I'm not going to say its name uh, just because I'm not going to say its name. Um, it's got awesome customer service. And if you dealt with them, you know what you know who I'm talking about. Uh, you break a rod on something that wasn't your fault, they'll send you a brand new rod right away. Uh, great customer service. Same thing with a reel. If it's unfixable, new reel, new rod, whatever. Um, I'm not going to say the name, but like Sam was saying, a company can have good products, but if it's not, if their customer service or something like that's not good, then that's a really big issue as well. Yeah. So, a little example like of good customer support. So I run live scope garment units on my uh, tournament boat. I also run hummingbird life three. Uh, sorry. Hummingbird 360. So, <laughs> uh, we're not going to talk about that. Okay. <laughs> we don't talk about that on this podcast. Um, we're going to have to beep that out because we're not sponsored. <laughs> uh, so and i have had nothing but good customer support from garmin and hummingbird i mean they've been there and they've helped but, but like literally i mean i had a garmin technician come out and work on the boat like um, i didn't get that same support from hummingbird but now, personally i'm a hummingbird guy uh 
So, um, but I yeah. don't honestly bass fishing, the hummingbird 360, like that, that changes the game. If you don't have it and you're fishing in a tournament with a bunch of people who do have it, you're, you're missing out. Yeah. No, one day you'll understand what we're talking about when you get a boat. Yes, I know. I actually, so I, I, I think I actually have to leave early. All right. I got to do some stuff first. I got to the morning. So um, y'all can just keep talking about whatever, and then I'll watch it. I'll watch it later, see what, see what y'all talked about. So. All right. Um, I'll catch y'all later. Catch see you later. Guys. Thank you. You have a nice day. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that sounds like customer service right there. Well, I mean, it, it's kind of drilled in, drilled into me. So, from companies, tournaments, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, so we have, um, perk. So I have all hummingbirds on my. I have all hummingbird units on my um, boat and I've never had a problem. Yeah. And see, and then that's, and, uh, Sam, he runs all Garmin's never had a problem with them. He's had a problem with hummingbird, never had a problem with Garmin. I've never had. So I haven't had a problem with the actual like unit itself, but in the install process, you tournament fishers, you want everything perfect fine tweak that way if anything ever breaks or goes wrong you can look around and see if it's something that's easy to fix so you know like it wasn't the actual unit it was like i had some questions that i needed answered so i could install them on my boat and have them set up right but getting customer support wasn't a problem it just took longer than garmin but at the same time, that 360, like if you're bass fishing, it changes the game. Like uh-huh. same with the live scope. I've, I've used a 360 and I actually got um, 360 inside scans on the way for my boat um, that made my grandfather. Oh, yeah. Trust me. It, it literally like. So it's like live scope, down scan and 360. Like, you know, if the fish are there and you know if they're not. So, so how they used to do it was like you'd spend four or five hours trying to find the fish, and now you know where they're not, and you know where they are, just because like, you have I the technology. To one do of, that. one of our graphs right now. So uh, actually, last Thursday, I was on Lake Hefala, and something that's important about fishing offshore or anywhere in general: if you don't see something you like, and you don't see what you're looking for, you need to leave and go somewhere else. There's no sense of wasting your time. And that's why having, especially when you're fishing deep water, having the right grass is so important. And we, what we were using with our grass was, if we were pulling a spot, if I didn't see brush, I left. Um, if I didn't see fish, I left. I scanned over it for five minutes. If I didn't see what I was looking for, I left. I went on the next spot. I didn't even stay there. Yeah. Um, now, if I saw a brush and they didn't have fish on it, I wasn't going to be there. I was going to go somewhere else. Now, if I saw a brush and fish, I'd be there. I'd keep fishing there. I'd catch the fish I wanted to, um, and then I'd leave. Uh, but when you're, it, it's important to have the right grass 
when you're fishing. And this is not a um, who's better graph video. Uh, yeah, it's just talking about just graphs in general. Um, now I've never ran any Garmin units. Well, they they I feel like every yeah I honestly so I mean when I go in if I went into a tournament right now all right big leagues all right with my setup all right. And I didn't have the 360 and everybody else did, I would be at a major disadvantage. But at the same time, if I had the 360 and I didn't have the light scope, I would also be at a big disadvantage. Because here's so, something like I go ahead, Sam. Um, so like Hummingbird, what what is their big thing? It's the 360. Garmin, what is their big thing? It's the live scope. And Lawrence, Lawrence, I think it's the down scan. Yeah, I think they got, that's what they their active, strong point they is. They got active target, which I'm not really familiar with. Yeah, active target. I'm not 100%. I used to, I still have Garmin units on my old boat, which I don't remember the last time we took out. So, but point being is like i mean i have garmin hummingbird lawrence on all my boats so do they all have their own strong point like yes but would you would i pick one over the other i'm gonna have to go with a no on that because they all are like super helpful now i might be a little bit biased on that because and of my sponsorships, but <laughs> I would I would like to point out some having um you what now I'm not saying you absolutely need it because I think you can fish 360 and I've done this with on other boats before. Um this is why I'm I'm getting 360. Uh you can fish 360 and not have live scope because the only disadvantage to a 360 is it sh- it shows you the exa- what, exactly what you need, exactly what you're looking at, show you the fish, but it doesn't show you them. It doesn't show your bait, and it doesn't show you number one how big they are and what kind of fish. Because when you're when you got live scope and um, uh, 360, what you can do is, and I've done this from this is personal experience. What I did was I scan over a spot with side scan, saw the brush. There's fish on it right there. Got up there with my 360, looked at it, found it. Found the fish, found what kind of brush it was. Because with a side scan, you see the brush, don't know what kind it is. Got up there with the 360. Yeah, then the live, the live scope. The trees, you pointing my trolling motor head at the tree. Saw the fish, is, and get it close to the fish and see the. Because yeah. I, would, I would take the 360 and look at it, see what kind of brush it is. It's a tree. There's fish on it. I take my um, troll motor head, point it at that tree. There it is. I caught the fish. If a rock pile, scan over yeah. the, um, the structure with my side scan. And the, the side scan, it just shows you that there's something down there. It doesn't show you what it is. Um, it, it, you can tell what it is, but as far as a tree goes or a brush pile or rock, it, it, it just shows you something there. Then you take the 360, look at it, you see what it is. You see if there's fish on it. You find the fish, point your trolling motor head at the uh, pile, and you can probably catch fish. Yeah. Now, I got a question yeah, for you. Yeah, I think they – all right. 
what do you, okay, so you got all these people, they talk, they're talking about um, live scope and all these new graphs affecting the fishing. Do you believe that? What do you mean by affecting the fishing? Like in a negative way or a positive way? In a negative way. Because they, they talk about um, with all these new graphs, it's number one, they, they say it's taking away, um, it's keeping fishing from being fishing and it's making fishing too easy. It's making the fishing tough. It's ruining these lakes. That's what these people are saying. What do you think about that? All right. Answer this question. If I, I had a 1950s car, all right, it gets maybe seven miles to the gallon, all right, and they only last for maybe 50,000 miles, but usually less. Or if I had a 2021, like, Ford Mustang, I get 20 miles to the gallon, and I'm going to probably get over 200,000 miles out of it. Which one are you going to choose? I'm going to go with a good one. I mean, that's just me. Yeah. Well, is it the body style? I'm not talking like the body of it. I'm not talking about how it looks. I'm talking about, I mean, it's more reliable than new, the new ones. It lasts longer. So why wouldn't you do it? You know, that that's, that's what my point is. Like iPhone, what what iPhone do you have? You have an iPhone, right? Yeah, I have an iPhone. All right, all right. I have the iPhone 6s. Okay, I don't know if you've had that iPhone, but it is it's it's not the best. Battery doesn't last that long. Camera quality isn't that great on it, and the storage is small. Now. I could stick with this just for the fact that it's old and I don't want to move on. Or B, I could get a new phone that's way better. Of course, I'm going to get the new phone. And another thing is if you're doing competitions, okay, and everybody else has the new technology, they are going to do better than you sticking with your old technology because you think it takes away from fishing. And yes, I think. Would I fish if I wasn't having fun? No, I would not fish if I wasn't having fun. But does all these like Garmin, LiveScope, 360, downscan, sidescan, um, you know, all, all of that stuff, does it, does it make it less fun? Not really. Now, I've seen some people get completely glued to the electronics. Like, oh, hey, oh, dude, I'm not kidding. I, I saw one guy uh, when I was fishing the other day that he was like this right here the entire time. He wasn't even looking out of the lake, dude. He was just staring at his graph, just going, let's drop shot. Yeah. So, crappie fishing, I've done that. But my point being is like, yeah, it's helpful. But if you're basing all, all of your fishing off of that, that's where you become like at a less advantage. Like somebody who's fished the lake for years, okay, and fished it every single day for hours and knows the lake like the back of their hand, okay, and they go out to a spot they know is going to have fish and they know it's going to have big fish compared to the guy with the Garmin or 
hummingbird who keeps driving around and can't seem to pick something up or is missing spots because he doesn't think there's anything there. Like it's, I think if you're going to go fishing big leagues tournaments, you have to not only rely on your technology, but you also have to rely on just normal technique. Like, you know, what, yeah, where yeah, are the fish at this time of the year? That's, in something, this degree? I, that's something I want to talk about. It's people. Oh, well, that's all, you know, it's all technology. Now it's all this is, Yes, there's a lot of technology involved, but in freaking August, when it's 100 million degrees outside, I'm not going to be relying on my graphs, scanning a freaking grass line in two foot of water. You know, I'm not going to be doing that. It, that that's skill. I'm not going to be sitting in two foot of water when it's 100 degrees outside in the middle of August when the water is 90 degrees. That's, that's skill. Then you got, you know uh, – Carolina rigs. Do you throw Carolina rig? Do you throw crankbait? Which one do you throw? Yeah, it's not. It is not all technology. So this is what I've noticed, and I've even been kind of proven wrong in my years of fishing. Is technology kind of tells you where the fish are if you've never fished that lake or spot before, but. You could find the fish and not catch them if you're not jigging the right way. You don't have the right bait, right color. You're moving too fast, any of that. But at the same time, like, you know, Table Rock Lake here in Missouri, bass fishing is great there. Like, that's where you want to go. I mean, that's where they had the tournaments with Roland Martin, Jimmy Houston, and some big names, okay? And the water... During the summer, no rain, water hasn't been flowing. Literally, you can see 30 feet down easily, like clear as day. And you can actually see the bass moving around. And that's how we find them on Table Rock Lake. Don't get me wrong. The water's cloudy and you can't see anything. It all helps out a lot. But if you can see the fish in front of you, why do you need to put a live scope on it? You don't need to. And, and like, like so, you were saying a second ago. All live scope 360 side scan is there to do is to find the fish and find the structure. I mean, you know, sometimes they're not going to be eating a freaking 8XD sexy shad striking crankbait. They might be eating a shaky head, you know, they might not be eating a shaky head. Big, they might be, they might not be eating a trick worm on shaky head. They might be eating a little drink striking dream shot worm on shaky head. And you know, are they are they short striking that? Are they missing that crankbait? Are they following that crankbait? You know, a certain distance, and then they're, they're quitting. You know, if they're doing that, that probably needs you. Probably means you either to get a smaller crankbait or slow down. It just because you have the graph there, that doesn't take away the fact that you. Sh- it still requires skill to catch those fish. The graphs are just there to help you find the fish. You still got to have the basic knowledge of fishing to. Um, to to uh, catch those fish. And the same day with same thing with deer hunting. You know, go put a trail camera on a tree. You pattern that. You pattern that deer. You still got to have the knowledge to kill that deer, to give it the food it needs, to hunt that 100%. deer. When the weather when is the weather going to be right and all that good stuff. Yeah, yeah, I hundred percent agree. Like, yeah, it helps. But is it 
100% all about electronics and the equipment you have? No. I mean, again, my buddy cut a 10-pounder on a piece of wood with a hook on it. It doesn't get more old-fashioned than that. And, like, I've gotten pretty close with my PV, but I have not gotten a 10-pound bass. But I also live in Missouri, okay? I think I live in Georgia, 16 pounds is our Georgia, state record. I live in Georgia. That's why I catch, like, three eight-pounders a year. So, they, they yeah, go big exactly. And I'm now that I'm really got like I got the sponsorships down and going to tournaments quite a bit now. I am going out of state next year for tournaments, and I know Georgia, Alabama, Florida—they're on the all on the list. So the chance, and and I would like to say something that's super important when you get to Florida. Once you get past the Kissimmee chain, it's all grass fishing knowledge. Your grass, the only thing your grass are there to do is to help you run across Okeechobee. You get down to Okeechobee, it's all skill and knowledge. Every bit of it. There's no yeah. There's no, I fished, I fished Okeechobee. Down there with Lovescope. Yeah, I fished Okeechobee quite a bit with my dad. So I, I'm a little bit aware with it. Don't get me wrong. I'm a it's been a while, okay? It's been a few years, so I'm going to have to get revamped on what I know. But, like, yeah, case in point, you know, that grass not going to do much if you're in grass. Like, you're not going to see it, and it's not going to help you much. Well, um, I believe that's so, about all the time we got for right now. Um. But uh, yeah, man, it was awesome having you on, and we will definitely be having you on more. We got some more folks that we're going um, hopefully going to be having on. Noah had to leave because he had to go take care of something he had forgotten about. Uh, but yeah, on all of the podcasts, um, places you listen to the podcast, uh, other than Spotify, this podcast is on other than Spotify. I'm trying to get it up on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and wherever else you get your podcast because. I'd gotten an email Friday night that it was up on all the podcast places, but I went to go look at them um, and I couldn't find it. So I don't know if. Our, yeah. Is if it, it's on it YouTube, right? Yeah. It's on YouTube and Spotify. Um, yeah. On Spotify, yeah. go leave so a tag- thing, uh, review and a um, follow the podcast and go subscribe to this channel and leave a comment because it helps the channel and it grows podcast. Yeah. So if you post it and tag me, if you share it on Fishprint and tag me, I'll, yeah. I'll share that for you. Um, but anyway, yeah, that's all the time we got for tonight. And we will catch y'all in episode six next week. Thank y'all. Yeah. Looking forward. Bye.